Hi, this is KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the regents of the University of California, that's my, um, nor the management of KUCI. This is Dan Zhang with Subversity. Coming up, uh, Subversity, today we're going to be bringing you an exclusive interview with uh, Dean uh, Sharon Salinger on the why she closed an important office on campus, an important office that served disabled, uh, first-generation, and um, low-income students. And what is the alternative now that she's closed it? Um, we'll be uh, talking with her on that important topic. Um, first, some news updates. Uh, last night, a woman was killed on campus at Verano Graduate Student Housing. Uh, according to the OC Register this morning, a woman was killed by a man they believe was the father of the victim's young child. Uh, she was pronounced dead at a hospital, and she was uh, allegedly shot multiple times. Also yesterday, the body of Annie Lay was found at a Yale lab. Uh, she had been missing since Tuesday, and she was supposed to be married yesterday. Uh, so th- these tragic events remind us of the need to be safe Watch your surroundings and be careful on campus. We go now to our interview with uh, our um, guest on uh, from the uh, student undergraduate, the undergraduate education division, and. Um, We'll be uh, bringing you that interview shortly. Uh, that's going to be uh, the uh, this exclusive interview. And I thank the students for writing in with questions to ask our uh, dean for uh, her views on this. Uh, and uh, we'll be... Uh, airing this interview shortly uh, with Dean Sharon Salinger. It's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, we're talking with uh, Sharon um, Salinger, who's the Dean of Undergraduate Studies, uh, Undergraduate Education uh, Division. And... Um, Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you came over because uh, I know a lot of students were very concerned about the closure of SAS, the Student Advanced Services. Uh, academic Advanced. Academic Services. And um, do you, th- in retrospect, do you think there was another way to handle this? Uh, no. Um, mm. it, it <laughs> um, let, let's back up just a second. Yeah. Uh, the... A lot of students have been upset. A lot of students would have been upset no matter what I had done in order to meet the budget problems within the division. So, say differently, doing something with a program, closing a program, or or stopping services to students would have understandably upset 
students, sure, no sure. matter what we had done. And again, let's just back up one, one more step. The Division of Undergraduate Education took a 16% cut. Now, wow. that doesn't seem like a lot, perhaps, but it, it translates to a million dollars. Oh, gosh. And yeah. so if you think about it, wow, that's a lot. it's a lot of money. And we tried to do this strategically by saying we needed to reorganize in ways that would do the least damage to student programs and yet help us meet this cut. And, and I also want to say that th this is a horrible time. There, I don't think I I've ever lost sleep over a job before, <laughs> except oh, no. laying people off is just, oh, it's, hor it's horrible. horrible. It's yeah. just horrible. And, but frankly, there was no other solution. If you think about it in a, a more simplistic way, if you, and, and this is really is simplistic, but, and I apologize for this, but if you think about it, um, if you take the million dollars and you realize that the average salary, let's say, is about $50,000. I could have done it that way, too. Um, yeah. But it's not, it's not an approach that maintains as much as we possibly can of the core of the division. Mm -hmm. And so what we did was we looked around and we said, um, how could we restructure the Division of Undergraduate Education to continue to offer these quality programs for the eligible students through the TRIO grant? Yeah and yet eliminate the specific office and that expense that does that. And this is why we, we've chosen to do this. I thought uh, federally funded um, people were not, say, they're not subject to the furlough, supposedly. And, right. But, but that doesn't mean they, are not, they could not be subject to this cutback then. Exactly. The um, unit exists within the University of California, Irvine. The yeah. funding comes from the TRIO grant for part of it. Yeah. And that's another just complete sort of misunderstanding of, of the perspective on this. Um, well, the I, students are arguing that because it was federally funded, yes. even if there's a contribution from the state or from other sources, mm -hmm. that the whole of it becomes federal right. and that you can't touch it. Right. Well, that's, I mean, th uh, the students' passion for this is, is totally admirable and yeah, understandable. Sure. And, and I'm... And I listened to your program <laughs> that interviewed yeah. them, and I, and I have been struck by their their commitment and yeah. their being able to point to the various things within the program that has so helped them, which we will not stop. Um, uh. ha but let me just go back a little bit to funding. The federal grant funds a significant proportion of yeah. the programs offered, but it's actually 42% of the actual operation. It's, it's like funded three, by TRIO. 300000 over um, the last six years or something. Yeah, exactly. Something but like if you look at the total cost to the campus and to the programs, um, it has it, it's a proportion. It's not the, yeah. We're required to, to contribute to a right. certain amount. We actually contribute a little bit more oh. than the, the national mandate on these. Um, and what's happening this year, I did bring the, the numbers because I, I can't remember numbers. Uh, we submitted to the Department of Education um, I'm, the timing may be wrong, but it's probably five or six weeks ago, the proposal on how our restructuring would look. Oh. And it's on the basis of that proposal that they not only renewed our grant for next year, but we, we, we have an increased amount that they've been given us over last year. Oh. And that, the increase, is for student support. In other words, for direct student aid who are involved in these programs. That's where the new money is. It's like financial aid or... Exactly yeah. right. And oh. again, it's a balance. 
the federal mm. government uh, Department of Education puts in a certain amount, and our financial financial aid office has to match it in a certain proportion. So and it got, we're doing that. So you're saying it got the grant got renewed? The it got grant. renewed based on this proposal that we submitted to them about six weeks ago. How much more money did they give you over that? Oh, year, over good the last question. Um, uh, originally, it was three ninety, uh, and it's gone up to four ten. Thousand for the year. Uh huh. Four hundred ten thousand. Yes. Sorry. Oh, oh wow. Mm -hmm. And um, does that mean that? Um, you don't have to. I mean, how would you offer the same services without the same people? I mean, that's a, that's, that's a very that's good question. question. And I'm not going to claim they aren't going to be different. Yeah. But they will be of high quality still. Hmm. Uh, different meaning different people will be involved yeah. in in providing the services. Um, and I know the students are very frustrated because we haven't been able to say exactly what and who and how. But we just got yeah. the grant renewal last Thursday. Oh, wow. Um, and although we have this all in place, uh, so the restructuring we think will look like, and I, I, I don't want to be held too accountable here. I'm going to do the best I can yeah, to show yeah, it. Sure. We, um, we have two advisors who will be dedicated to this program, and the advisor's time has been freed up because of an arrangement we've had to have with our admissions office. In other words, there's been a lot of restructuring going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, part of what our office has done is sent advisors to our community colleges. And this is going to seem a little bit non-sequitur, but you'll understand where I'm going, I think. And what we're talking about with admissions is maybe we can't afford in this budget climate for the admissions offices and for us to be sending the advisors to the community colleges. And if that's the case, then we will have time for our advisors, both of whom, incidentally, the ones that we are considering do this, come under the guidelines of the federal tree. They, they themselves are first-generation low-income students when they uh, went to college. What does TRIO stand for? You know, that's a really good question. I know, I should have, I have looked no it up. I have no idea. I should have looked it up. I should have looked it up. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's a great question. You could probably Google it right now. But, yeah, I, um, I think I looked it up before the other show, but I, now I forgot. But, but the, the mandate for these grants is retention and graduation yeah. for low-income, first-generation, and disabled and or disabled students. So was the basis for defunding the, um, or, or, or closing. closing the, the office, the office mm -hmm. the site review, any of these reports, or site review, or was it something else? No, it was budget. I mean, I, oh. I know the students and find it difficult to believe, but as it, it was literally budget. It was a way to maintain the programs um, in the Division of Undergraduate yeah. Education as a whole with as high qualities we can still have, but restructuring in such a way that we could continue to afford to do so. This in humanities, it seems people... Is this in humanities or is this in... This is not humanities, is it? No, no, we're oh, separate. Yeah. Okay, you're totally separate. separate. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're in a huge... Uh, yeah, that's playoff. a big... Yeah, there are more people lay off there, I think. And, and, and again, we're, what yeah. we're trying to do is lay off as few people as possible try to meet our million-dollar goal. So we've cut... In, in, I don't, maybe, maybe this will be of interest, I don't know, but we've yeah. cut, for example, I, the first thing I cut was the stipends to faculty hmm. who teach freshman seminars. In the hopes they'll right. still teach them. They'll volunteer. But we don't, yeah. So yeah. that saved us a, a lot of money. Sure. Um, the last resort is, is, is trying to close offices yeah. and lay off people. But it, there's no way we can get around it. We're having to lay off more, but... Um, you have to lay off more. We will have to lay off more, yeah. yeah. But... but um, How many more, you think? My estimate is three at least. 
in your division. Yeah. In the division, uh, yeah. yeah. And there's um, procedures, you know, the employees who are affected can uh, appeal and mm-hmm. file grievances and mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened, what was the resolution of that, or is that still going on? It's still going on. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The, um, yeah, because I, when I when you sent me the, um, and thank you for doing that, the site review for the for the 2007-2008 uh, review, mm-hmm. um, it looked like they, w- they were praising the office and all mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. although they said there should be more academic uh, mm-hmm. control. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not program. a critique. It's not a criticism of this office. It was a means of, of, of meeting this budget cut and restructuring in such a way that we thought we could continue working as closely with this population as we possibly could. And, and, yeah. and admittedly, changing a little bit about the way we yeah. do business. So the other piece of this, besides the two dedicated advisors, will be uh, a faculty member Oh. Who who will be responsible for helping to coordinate and to plan um, the academic portions, for example, of Summer Bridge? Yeah. Um, who would that be? Do you know yet? I do, but I think it's mm. a little premature to yeah. announce it. <laughs> right now, yeah. we will announce it as soon as we yeah. feel we have sure. the go ahead from from everybody on campus. I think we're waiting for the grievance to be resolved, and we're oh, waiting yeah. for um, you know. So my hands are sort of tied. And if the students are concerned about whether we know or not, we know how yeah. we hope to do this. But whether we can move forward, yeah. we still have to wait for the resolution of the other. The big piece, of course, was the grant being renewed. Right, right. Because it, it, it said to us that the Department of Education was totally on board with the way in which we're reconfiguring the program. Mm. Um, but a lot of the students spoke, for example, about the importance of Summer Bridge. Oh, yeah. We are, we are dedicated to continuing that. And, and the other piece of this are the peer mentors whom they, in yeah. fact, these students have peer been here and peer advisors. On the show, yeah. Right, exactly. We had to wait, but we've now called together the peer advisors who have been employed for this coming academic year. We oh. know they're very upset. We know that they're yeah. upset because of the staffing. We hope that they're going to want to continue to work. They're planning a sit-in. Uh, yes, I know that. Yes. On the 21st of the first week of uh, welcome week. Welcome week, yes, I guess. I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, right. And we want to meet with them because they are, they are, they will be extremely important piece of the continuity of the program. Yeah. If they're continue, if they're willing to continue to work with us, and because otherwise you have to train new people, huh? Exactly, and 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 they they will have um, they will be an important education for us. We know what it is they do, but we hope they'll continue to do it, and um, they're an important piece for the the next iteration of the Summer Bridge program. They're the ones that'll yeah. be able to to do. So we're hoping that that they'll be able to recover from the, the kind of horror of the closing of the office, but we're beginning yeah. to, to also be devoted to the students and the programs in such a way that they're willing to be employed again by us next year. And with a new TRIO grant, we actually added the number of peer mentors. We added to that group. Oh, wow. Because our administrative costs are going way down with our new structure. Yeah. So we could beef up a little bit having more students hired Mm-hmm. who were directly involved with these students and the programs. There'll still be contribution from the university, right? You have to... Oh, absolutely. On the, on the grant. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. You said it was 40, 60 or... or well, we're at, 40, we're at 4258, and their requirement is something like 2575. So there, who's there? What do you mean the, there? The, the grant oh, proportion grant. is, oh, I, I think, officially something like 7525. Oh, we're okay. just above it. Oh. So we may be bringing it more in line. Yeah. Hmm. But that... But but so those are all the pieces. The the yeah. mentors are essential, and we know sure. that. I could hear it from the students, yeah. and we know about the bridge. Yeah. Um, How about the foster 
uh, the Guardian programs. Scholars. Yeah, I know that Susan Samueli was a big donor yes, and big supporter big of this. Mm -hmm. And why why get her upset? Well, um, I'm hope, I, as far as I know, she's not <laughs> upset. Um, I, have, I haven't heard that she's upset. That we will still be there to advise and counsel these students. There are approximately 20 at mm -hmm. UCI, um, and they will receive the same advising, specialized oh, individual okay. advising care that they received. We will continue. We have a relationship with the Orangewood, yeah. which is the um, children's home, and yeah. we will continue that and continue the conversations. I'm in on that already and have been. Oh, so that's not affected by the closure? No, 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 not at all. We will take oh. that. It's a very okay. important piece. We'll take yeah. it up, and um, and we hope that all the students will be able to transition basically to a new academic home or to this new yeah. academic space. One of the criticisms in the site review uh, from 2008 was that they need to go out and diversify more of the student body because they were saying the GPA was kind of a range around the higher tier. Is that true? It is the case that the students... It, it, it's a funny kind of uh, statement in a way. The, way. the way it works, and my numbers may be a little bit off, I think there are approximately 1,200 students who come into our entering class who are eligible by these criteria set up by TRIO. And you get about 500 of them? And 500 yeah. of them. The grant says we must serve 550. Oh, oh I see. So that's, and that's the grant that was written by the UCI. That's the number that they selected to do. Now, the fact that the students who sign up, <laughs> uh, that 550, they may just be better, more highly motivated anyway. Oh, I see. Right? So it's, it's an interesting problem. So that means so that they graduate better and they're retained more. Are they already that much more effective. So the pool is bigger. The pool is bigger, and it is something that we do want to look at. I mean, um, yeah. we, have we had suggested that with that information, we should maybe be targeting the students we think could use the services more, who might benefit even more from the services because of their GPA, SAT scores. Right now, did they, uh, do they target? They do target high school students, incoming students, right? They go out and in the, the past. The, the TRIO grant actually stipulates that we cannot outreach. Oh. We can only work with the students who say they're coming. Oh, I see. So, but, but as soon as they say they're coming, I see. we reach out to them. Yeah, yeah. And say yes. you're eligible for these programs. Um, yeah. yeah. Because they're, they're, it's quite diversified, even with, the, you know, with this GPA range. Uh, even within that, uh, I noticed that the majority uh, of the SAS students are actually... 60% are non-native English speakers, and major ethnicities uh, include Vietnamese, Thai, Korean, yeah. uh, Laotian, Chinese, Iranian, and Hmong. And uh, vast majority are traditional in terms of age, 1822, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and also attending uh, high school right after graduation, mm -hmm. uh, attending a university right after graduation. But the ethnic makeup seems quite diverse. Very diverse. But it yeah. is UCI. I mean, yeah. UCI's ethnic diversity is sure. phenomenal. I mean, yeah. I don't know if this is apocryphal or not, but I, someone said there's something like 80 languages spoken among the students. So yeah. this language, second language, is higher than the population as a whole. I think the number of native speakers in, 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 is more like the high 30% is, is don't speak English at home. Oh. Something like 38% of our students don't speak English at home. Oh, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's quite, sure, it's quite it's high, remarkably yeah. diverse. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's very it's cool. A, yeah, it's yeah. very cool. Exactly. Yeah. So th they were asking, uh, the, some of the students, uh, so you may have answered some of the questions, but they were saying, uh, where would they go uh, 
uh, Dean Salinger needs to answer these uh, students. Students are asking, where do I go? Right, Ex- and that's yeah. an extremely good question, and one of the reasons we've been urging people to get some of this stuff resolved, we will make sure students know, we will yeah. send to all the eligible students an actual place where they can go and the names of the two advisors and the faculty member who are going to be dedicated yeah. toward the same... Because the other thing that they talked about is the same one-on-one advising, yeah. where you can go and ask what you think is a stupid question, yeah. and no one will make fun of you because you don't no. know where to buy your books or you don't know uh, the kinds of culture of a campus. Yeah. That's what these people will be about as well. Because they were complaining that um, when, you know, first week on campus or whatever on campus, people just treat you like a number. Yes. They ask you what your you know, student number is. Right. <laughs> and that's all they want. Yeah, that was a great comment. Yeah. No, that won't happen here. I mean, this, this is going to be an open door for the students who want uh, help and uh, comfort even and questions about anything answered. The peer mentors will be there, and the staff advisors will be there, and the faculty member will also have office hours in this office should they want to talk to a faculty member about a specific problem. So, And we'll have more peer mentors in the office. Oh, yeah. So, but how would two people replace five people? Well, um, it's a very good question. Staff, yeah. that I think that there's a kind of, um, I don't know exactly how to say it. I've seen the daily log on the number of students who walk into the office. Mm. And... Um, at its height, it may have been 20 to 30 students a day. At its height. Yeah. Um, and mostly it was three or four. And sometimes those were the same three or four over the week. Sure. So our hope is that with the two staff advisors and a significant, uh, at least three if not four, peer mentors there all the time, hmm. we actually have more humans there yeah. uh, willing to talk to students and meet with them. And if, they, if a peer mentor won't serve the purpose, a staff advisor will and vice versa. You know? So yeah. I, I think the mix will be good. I think the mix will... will and if, you know, if we're wrong, we will change the balance. Mm-hmm. In other words, if, we, if we're not covering it to the satisfaction of the students... Yeah. We'll work toward making it happen. Well, but where will it be, the office? It's going to be actually in that same building where oh. SAS is currently. Oh, okay. Yeah. So th- would the name be taken off? and We'll be a actually renamed? probably rename it. Right. You don't know what it's going to be called? No, I'm going to ask the students to help us do that. Mm. I think they're going to be very useful, and maybe the peer yeah. mentors also, in helping us find a good, warm encouraging yeah. name that will be motivating and uh, yeah. and exciting and interesting for them. Change is hard. I, You know, yeah. it's, it's very difficult. Uh, grown-ups have a hard time with change, more so than with students. And I certainly understand the loyalty to the staff. I yeah. think the staff has been, in that way, you know, the human touch has been extremely important. I, we're, not, we're not trying to undo that. Yeah, and uh, I know the changing. director was there since, was it 81? Yeah, and, I think yeah. so. Yeah. And so, yeah. So it's a long tenure. Right. Uh, I mean, the optimistic view is we could say having programs run the same way for a long time, maybe it's healthy to have a change. But that's not why we've done this. We mm-hmm. haven't in any way... So it's purely the budget. It's purely the budget and trying to put a spin on it that's a little optimistic yeah. as opposed to pessimistic. So I can say it's the budget that's cost us to do it, but let's try to make the best of it and sort of make sure that we put into place programs where we, you, yeah. in five years you can have students who've come out of this and they'll have the same enthusiasm and the same nurturing. So. Yeah. Yes, uh, so do I. Yeah, so do definitely. I. The, uh, the grant was renewed for how many more years? It's only a one-year renewal. Oh. Um, because with the, and I could be wrong about this, but my understanding is with the new presidential administration, um, 
grants that were up for longer renewal were postponed in just uh, for just the one year, we will have to go forward with a new grant proposal this year. Oh, wow. So who would write the grants then? If that office isn't there, then who? who this will be a combination of the faculty director, oh. me, mm. and uh, other folks in the dean's office. Mm -hmm. the, um, yeah. the budget stuff is already being handled, has been handled by the dean's yeah. office already. So she will be in a critical part yeah. in putting this together. So it will be a team, we'll, we'll be the team that, that will put it together. And there's, uh, there's some guarantee of money coming in from the university side there? Well, the, the, the money that, that comes in from the university side is from the Division of Undergraduate Education, oh, and that's the way in which we desperately want to continue oh, I see. funding this, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. When did you become dean? Was this is the end ago? of my fourth year. Ah. Would you, do you, given all this happening, would you rather be teaching? Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's an easy answer. I mean, no, no administrator signs on to cut, yeah. to lay off. It's just not, I mean, I, if I, I never thought we'd have to do this. Yeah. Um, I know here in the library, I, I'm a bibliographer, I select books, but this year it looks like I'm, you know, not buying. Right. You know, like it's cutting back. So that's exactly. no, no fun at all. Right, it's no fun. Um, and and it, 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 it does make you lose sleep. I mean, my, when I walked in the door, or ran in the door, um, it was all about creating programs and enhancing programs for students. It wasn't yeah. about laying people off. And, I mean, it just, it just, it wasn't in my consciousness at all. And this particular population served by this office is, is so important, um, because, precisely because they don't have the experience and the family support that they, um, yeah, that, yeah. They, that other students with more experience in college have. First generation and exactly. disabled students, exactly. yeah. Exactly, yeah. And did, um, did you get any, uh, any pressure from above to do this? This particular move? Yeah. No, not at all. They, <laughs> no, they. Uh, the pressure from above was the the size of the cut, yeah. which I have to say was uh, um, quite a bit larger than the schools got proportionally. Yeah. Um, because they're desperately trying to save the academic core. That's sure. their mandate. That's their. Uh, so what they consider to be slightly non-academic, yeah. right? yeah. um, they. That's why our cut was slightly higher. But no, we were sort of given license to approach it in the way we thought most um, equitable and reasonable. And, you know, they're along with us. This wasn't done without enormous yeah. consultation right. and um, all, all along the line. Because I know the students, some students have written to President Yudoff, and they have said, um, you know, it's a local decision, so talk yeah. to Yeah, he wrote back and said, yeah, and yeah. he said times are tough. And it's right. I mean, it sounds tongue-in-cheek, but it is, it's very serious. It, it, um, yeah. And I, one of the comments on, from your students that I thought um, it was rather endearing, actually, was that they objected by cutting and pasting the emails back to them. But on the other hand, I thought, would they want me all to give them different information back? There was just this all I, I could say to them. <laughs> what was interesting, and I guess a little disheartening to me, is that every single one of those emails back to the students, I invited them to come and talk to me. And not a single one of them took me up on it. Well, some of them, well, I know one of them is in London, I think. <laughs> she's an alum. Yeah, she's she's the alum. only one who wrote back and said, when I, gave, I think she's the one. I may be mixing up with another alum. But there was one alum who wrote to me, and I wrote back, and she said, thank you so much for letting me know that the programs are continuing. She was the only one who even acknowledged that, that the programs continue. were ongoing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think there was a skepticism, I guess, maybe. Sure, but that's why but I wanted them to come and talk to me, because if they'd come and talk to me, I would have more than willingly 
reassured them that these programs were not being stopped by closing the office, which I would think is critical also. When did uh, when did you decide to do this? Was it like just July or a little bit earlier? Well, it took some it took some planning. It took some consultation. Sure. Yeah. So. Not a whole lot earlier, but it, mm. it, it, was a, it, it wasn't just done. We didn't think of it one night and then do it the next day. And, and then it the, took some planning. And, and then the grant renewal, was that done like in July or something? Or the proposal uh, to renew? They, when, when they heard of the restructuring, they asked that we submit to them the proposal for the next year so that they would issue awesome. the renewal based on that. And that, so uh, I think we... Uh, my timing may be off a week or so, but I think we got that into them about six, no, maybe five weeks ago. And last week, they they sent oh, the renewal. Oh, that's very fast. Yeah, yeah right. So, uh, um, and we're just assuming, based on the way in which we set out what we were planning to do, they were fine with it. They, too, were sh- shocked and horrified by what it was that yeah. happened. But um, as f- their their criteria are primarily that the goals that the programs meet the goals. Yeah. And we apparently satisfied them. That that's exactly what we had in mind. And the federal grounding did fund the staff also, right? Part of it. Part of them. Part yes, of it. Not all yeah. of them. No, mm-hmm. that, yeah. yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Right. And, and the students were also very concerned about, um, I can't remember exactly the language. I, I, I listened carefully to your show so that I, oh, duplicate services, um, duplicate summer bridges. No, we will not have duplicate programs. The summer bridge will be exclusively for this population of students. Yeah, they were asking who is going to direct these duplicated programs. Exactly. Yeah. So the, the answer to that is that they will not be duplicated. The summer bridge for freshmen and the summer bridge for transfer students will be dedicated to those students alone. The academic portions of that will be, be pretty much um, designed by the faculty member. Mm-hmm. Um, but there will be co-curricular activities that happen within summer session, and yeah. the students who are in the bridge programs will be invited to participate. Yeah. So yeah. going to the um, observatory, the museums, going, to, uh, going yeah. to museums, going to the beach, yeah. uh, those, we think it will be uh, pretty exciting for the students to yeah. have their academic portion separate, yeah. but their social life mixed and made more broad. So the academic, um, the concern in the second review, the site review in 2008, was that it come under some more academic uh, purview. Yeah. So is that going to be beefed up? Yes, that's yeah. part of what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, is that true with, I mean, are there other similar programs that need beefing up uh, academically? or Within the undergraduate yeah. education, you mean? Um, we, we have moved more to a model totally in the division of having faculty directors oh, I see. Uh, be engaged with the programs that we deem more academic. Now, they've always been, Education Abroad has always had a faculty director, sure. or yeah. international education, I should say, yeah. and our Washington Center program yeah. has already had, always had a faculty director, but we've added faculty directors to our new minor in civic engagement, yeah. and, and we thought it appropriate to have one here. Um, and that just reminds me, just to give the, your listening audience a sense of the budget implications, there is this f- program, the Washington Center program, I don't know yeah. if you've ever yes, heard of it. Yes, I've heard yeah, public policy, I think. Right. Yeah. And there's a Sacramento program. Mm, yeah, right. That program just got eliminated. Sacramento program just got wiped out. They eliminated it. Who's and they? The, the office Sac- of the president. Oh, I see. So oh. all I'm saying is that 
the DC is, program still goes on. It's going on. I happen to chair the academic council for that group, and we have been called upon to make drastic Pay changes down. in the curriculum to make it affordable. Oh. And we think, and having seen the Sacramento program just get cut so disappear. dramatically and disappear, it's fall quarter, that's it. Yeah. We're taking the charge very, very seriously, so uh, it's yeah. under the gun. Oh, yeah, everything is on the table. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it, again, I, this was not an easy decision, but it, it meant that we could, we thought, do the least harm overall. Not to say this isn't devastating for the staff. Of course, yeah. Uh, as a librarian, I'm interested in what, what um, involvement the library would have in some of these um, programs. You know, I know some some of the librarians have been coming into classes. Mm-hmm. In I'm, quite, I'm quite sure it has. Yeah. A, the library does play a role in the bridge yeah. program. I'm yeah. almost positive that it does, and it will it continue. Does, yeah. Yes, I'm sure it does. Oh, that's good. They have yeah. all kinds of um, sessions about resources, uh, not only in terms of academic resources, but other kinds of resources on campus. I'm sure right. the library figures very prominently right, in right, that. Right. We, we're going to devise a new course um, for Summer Bridge called something, it won't be called this, but the, you'll get the idea, Introduction to the University. Oh, yeah. Um, for me, the university is too bad, too too vast, excuse me, for anyone to <laughs> be able to grasp. It's just too big oh, for one person yeah. to get. But how do you introduce students to it who are just walking in the door? And so we wanted, we wanted. This isn't going to be a course I think that'll happen in the classroom so much as it'll happen on the campus, mm-hmm. where they will really be in the places where faculty do their work, where the library exists, yeah. where the resources. So they'll go into the campus and begin to understand how vast it is uh, in terms of research and yeah. um, activity and productivity. And yeah, you can take them to visit KUCI. Oh, you can do that. <laughs> you can have them all on. Ask them how the Summer Bridge program is going. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, thank you very much, then. Thank I you very much. It. I yeah. appreciate you having me. So you'd rather be teaching then, huh? And uh, doing research. Do you get to do any of your research? Well, the, you know, you laugh, but the budget cut to my department, I'm actually teaching the French f- Freshman Introductory Survey course in Early Amer- American History in the fall. In it's history a huge department. course in the history department. Probably so hundreds of people, hundreds Yeah, of it's 250 or something. And yeah. um, so I've added that to my uh, already pre- pretty full job. So, oh, wow. But I, I have to say I'm also very much looking forward to it. So. Yeah, it'll be a break. Yeah, and it'll be fun. Oh, it'll be fun. Good luck. Thank you very well, much. Thank you for coming over. Sure, thanks for having me. Thank you. That was a, uh interview we did. Actually, it was taped on Thursday, so the time references there mean the week before. If she was talking about the, the last week would be the week before. Um that was taped on Thursday with the Dean of Undergraduate Education Division here at UC Irvine, um, who um, answered maybe some of the questions, not all, I suppose, uh, that the students have been raising. Um, we're going to uh, play you a video that uh, the students have created, actually, to save SAS, uh, that shows their enthusiasm for this program and the impact it had on their lives and that's actually available on YouTube uh, under the title Safe SAS, S-A-A-S, at UC Irvine. And I did look up TRIO, and uh, it just stands for the three programs that came up that was uh, the precursors of uh, the current programs um, uh, on, uh, that uh, the Department of Education uh, website has. Uh, 
about uh, this federal trio program. And it started off with Upward Bound, Talent Search, and Student Support Services. Uh, Upward Bound was 64, 65 was uh, 1965, Talent Search, and 1968, Student Support Services. And by the late 1960s, the term trio was coined to describe these three federal programs. Uh, that's from the website for the Office of Post-Secondary Education. Um, so now let's go to the uh, students' uh, video uh, of the uh, of the Saving SAS project that they have created in just a few days, I think. Uh, amazing video. And take a listen. You're listening to Subversity here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the regents of the University of California, nor the management of KUCI. SAS is located on the campus of UC Irvine. It's a student support services under the U.S. Department of Education. Um, basically, as a TRIO program, it is our um, goal to increase retention and graduation rates of uh, first-generation college students, low-income students, and students with disabilities. SAS provides an array of services for eligible students from their freshman year through graduation, including counseling, academic advising, student success classes and workshops, and summer bridge. issue on campus, um, the threatened closure of SAS, S-A-A-S, important um, undergraduate education program on campus. Um, so on July 30th, 2009, um, Dean Salinger from the Division of Undergraduate Education came to inform um, the offices that um, the services were to be terminated. So basically, our office was being completely shut down. The representatives are suffering a lot. The state is like making the university suffer even more. Like an $800 million cut mm -hmm. to the university trickles down like this mm -hmm. and it hits the people who need the money most. Yeah. And so um, it's just a mess. It's a hot mess. Mm -hmm. It's a hot <laughs> mess. What's going on right now? should really remain open because it's a place where I have gotten the one-on-one -on -one academic support. Students can just go in and make uh, appointments to talk with the counselors. They always have the doors open for you. They know how to like help you. They'll direct you to the right people when you need it. Just discussing about things such as classes you want to take, your know, future career plan. Everything about the major you come from, the resources around school. You know, just to help you out with your life and your I'm here in college. They know you by your name. They know your stories, so they understand what you're going through. They're like pretty much the only people on campus that truly care about the students. SAS has not only helped students with financial needs, but also made students stronger and more determined to achieve higher. SAS has not only provided me with academic support, 
services like workshops, tutoring, and great counseling, but I mean, I've made great friendships. So SAS helped me, you know, meet new people who I never would have met, especially through the Summer Bridge program. Summer Bridge is a five-week innovative, intensive, and residential program administered by SAS. It helps familiarize incoming students with the array of activities, opportunities, and services on the UCI campus. We have a Summer Bridge program every single year, which helps students transit from high school to college. I first learned about SAS through a Summer Bridge invitation. Summer Bridge was a good option for me to come here. It helped me out a lot. It was a chance for me to prove to my parents that coming to UCI was the right choice for me. I gained the best experience of my lifetime. Bridge was like a great experience because it gave me that confidence, that inspiration, um, that hope that I was going to succeed at UCI. Summer Bridge was where I started growing. I started becoming more mature because I started caring more about education and the future. I wasn't intimidated anymore about the campus, just the fact that I knew, hey, if I have a problem, SAS will be there for me. SAS really helped me out with the transition there because I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know where anything was. Like you can see the success in our students. A lot of them have gone to Harvard, Yale, become doctors, lawyers, getting masters in anything possible. They're all over the world. We are successful and we've been successful for the past 30 years. It makes no sense whatsoever to shut down the best thing on campus. So it really hurts to know that all these kids with such great potentials, with all these dreams just as freshmen, they won't be able to come here for help anymore. Shook it up. Now I didn't have class today. Oh, yeah. oh hey, we didn't see you there. Hi, I'm Eileen Lung. My name is Lu Wu. My name is Tatiana Diaz. Leandra Orlorica. Sorica. My name is Dean Wamajaras. I'm Carrie Dane. Hey, I'm Anthony. Debbie Lee. My name is Doug Garcia. I'm a low-income first-generation college student. Hey, I'm a first-generation low-income student. And I'm also a low-income first-generation student. I am also a low-income student. I am SAS. Yo soy SAS. Chanten SAS. Wo shi SAS. En la SAS. I am SAS. Do la SAS. No hai SAS. I am SAS. We are SAS. SAS is awesome. Now, what comes after math in some bridge? Art and Right over there. 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 Right over there.
So that was the um, what turns out to be an epitaph for um, Sass. Farewell, Sass. You're listening to Subversity here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the regions of the University of California, nor the management of KUCI. Uh, the librarians have reached a tentative agreement with the university on the furlough plan, and ratification will be taking place at the UCs. And coming up the, uh, on the first day of classes, the faculty have asked for a day of teaching, some faculty, uh, instead of teaching, but teachings. And the um, union that represents technical workers on campuses in the UC system have called for a one-day strike on that day, September 24th. The regents are also voting on a projected 30% raise in student fees for the upcoming year, bringing in-state tuition to over $10,000. It's the steepest increase in the history of the UC system. Some tragic times going on, some serious times going on here at Irvine, with a 30% projected increase in student fees coming up. Uh, expected to be voted, approved by the regents in their next meeting, upcoming. We're now going to play you a um, clip from the most recent town hall uh, by uh, that was uh, attended by the By the uh, that was uh, hosted by the university chancellor uh, Drake, and um, we'll be getting to that momentarily. Well, um, this was a town hall that took place a few weeks ago at the student center, at which he tried to explain what the furlough plan meant, and. We'll see um, if that makes any sense. Basically, the furlough is uh, a um, it's an attempt, actually, to deal with pay cuts. Uh, so various levels of the university uh, employee system uh, employment pool are being cut in pay. And so we'll be seeing what that is about. Start by asking how many were, we had a town hall a couple of weeks ago just after the regents meeting. How many of you attended that particular session? And then just so I can, uh, I know it's the opposite. How many did not attend that? This is the first. Okay. So I want to kind of get a balance uh, in the uh, group. So I'm, I'm going to repeat a few things that I said last time since uh, a substantial fraction of us weren't here. Uh, you weren't here last time. Um, just to kind of start with the basic um, uh, ground rules and uh, what we'll do today. The, uh, I will talk for a few minutes and then we'll have time for questions and we'll ask that the questions be questions. Uh, and you'll, uh, you know what I mean by that. And 
be able to respond to those questions. So as many points of view that um, our issues get answered or addressed as, as we can. The, um, the basic scenario is the basic circumstance that we find ourselves in is that the state, which is a primary function uh, funder of several of our most important functions, uh, during the last uh, six weeks of the fiscal year 2008-2009. Uh, uh, dramatically uh, reduced our funding. And that leaves the campus with uh, what we determined by the middle of June would be about a $77 million shortfall uh, that had to be addressed between the 1st of June of 2009 and uh, the end of June 2010. And of that amount, uh, more than $20 million, in fact, was added in June of uh, this year. And if you may remember, the amount that was added in June was a mid-year cut for the 2008-2009 year. And so the, the supposition was that there'd be a, there was a $20, $23 million cut that we learned about the first week in June that had to be taken out of our 2008-2009 budget, i.e. by the end of that month, an impossible uh, circumstance. And so that was put forward into uh, the reductions that we have to uh, shoulder during uh, this current fiscal year. And so that took us for about the 55 million that um, we had looked at to the 77 million that we're, that we're dealing with. And um, that's the reason for all of the things that are moving forward. When you hear the big numbers, um, uh, looking at the big numbers that have to be cut, let me just draw and put this into categories. There's a big number, about $77 million, that we have to cut out of our budget. After, uh, is uh, from state reductions and from mandatory increases that we'll have in things like energy costs, et cetera. The furlough program uh, is a program that will address about a third of that. So on just in roundish figures, about $25 million is the salary cut portion. That leaves roughly $50 million that has to be found in other ways. And so the salary reduction slash furlough program is a step toward closing the gap. It, it does not even come, doesn't come close to halfway. It's millions of dollars short of halfway. So it's just one part of the way that we're addressing these closures. And the furlough plan, just to make sure again that uh, this is um, clear to everyone, there was no, the furlough plan is just a way of dealing with the uh, uh, decrease of money. It's all about money. And what we have is we don't have that money. That money is not here. And so it's the simplest way to have dealt with it, the easiest way to explain, the way we can explain it in five seconds is that it's a salary cut. So at the beginning and the end of the day, it's the same as a salary cut because the reason for doing it was that the money is not there to be paid. The furlough plan was a way of uh, uh, bringing the salary cuts to, uh, uh, to the, uh, uh, the circumstances of our actual daily lives and to do it in a way that uh, allowed there to be some uh, benefit to the employees for the salary cut in that there'd be the opportunity to do things like spend more time with family perhaps or save some commuting days perhaps and that's what the furlough part is. But the furlough is really a model. The furlough doesn't, in and of itself, the furlough is not desirable. It doesn't solve any problem. It doesn't address any issue. The only thing that addresses an issue is the salary cut. So I just want to make sure when we're talking about that because we've had lots and lots of discussion about the furlough. And the furlough is a modifier, the furlough is a, a method. The, the thing we're talking about is the salary cut. And uh, at the end of the day, we don't have that money because it just simply uh, has not arrived. So this day, it will not arrive. So uh, uh, just remember that piece of it. In thinking about our lives, 
the, uh, the outcome of this, the outcome of having the state reduce our funding um, uh, with our student body staying in the same roughly, I mean, there's all, I can describe that in a little more detail, is that um, we're being asked to, we're being put in the position of doing more work with fewer people for less money. So the outcome at the end of the day is that you're going to be asked to do more work with less support for less money. Period. And that's, um, that's what it is, because there's less money. We could do less work and say, great, let's do less work for less money. Uh, the, the cost of less work is uh, the quality of the institution. And uh, uh, the determination, my uh, uh, the goal, my position, my interest is that we continue to improve as an institution, actually, that we get better and better, that what we do is, in fact, particularly valuable. And that we would, and anything that we would do that would decrease the quality of our institution, the, the, the quality of our teaching, the quality of our research, the quality of our patient care, uh, the quality of uh, contribution that we make to the society, I think, would be um, uh, a terrible loss. And so, just to say where I begin is that what we, that the goal of doing the best uh, that we can with our particular enterprises that really have a mission and a vision that we're trying to fulfill, and we don't want to compromise the quality. Uh, when we have less money, then the charge really is to do better with less money. Now, I believe that this would be unsustainable over time because it's uh, unfair, unfun, uh, working too hard uh, for too little is not the kind of thing that really inspires people to do their best going forward. Uh, but uh, my approach will always be for us to do the best we can while we can and to fix the larger set of circumstances so that we are then supported appropriately as we go forward rather than uh, saying, uh, let's decrease the quality of the University of California Irvine, make it not as a good an institution uh, because uh, we don't have as much money. So <clears throat> I would say that all of my thinking, and you can, I can hear back from you uh, on this, but my thinking really is to say, how well can we do to maintain the quality of our program, quality of our teaching, the quality of our patient care, the quality of our research, during this period when we're working to right size and repair the funding sources that we have to bring our budget to where it will be. They, um, so that's uh, uh, a big effort for us. The, um, uh, uh, the other thing I'd say just to the group, you know, and uh, again where my thinking would be is <clears throat> we have been a, a growth campus all these years. And, um, some of you have heard me say I had a chance to talk before the Regents in February this year and to kind of talk about the things that have happened here over roughly the last three and a half years. What things were we doing now that we weren't doing three and a half uh, years ago, four years ago, what things had we done in that period of time? How were we preparing for the future? Where we were headed? The title of the talk was uh, where we are, um, where we're going, and how we're going to get there. It was a summary of our strategic plan. And I'll say that at the end of the talk, nicely not to be uh, in any way uh, congratulatory, uh, but uh, Regent said things like, uh, this is why I joined uh, the Board of Regents. This is why this is, the, this is why I wanted to be a part of this university. Or I can feel the heart of the institution and see where we're going. This is terrific. And they really were um, uh, very inspired by what we, where we were, where we were going, and how we had a clear plan to get there. I think those things are great. In doing that, we're in a really competitive environment vis-a-vis -vis other universities. We other universities around us and around the country doing similar things and working hard to advance themselves as well. And, and our mission, our, our goal really is to advance ourselves relative to those other universities to do, if I can use uh, mother's good English, more better 
uh, in the period of time uh, than, than they are. And, you know, I would like us actually to try to be as nimble as we can during these next several months and try to say what opportunities we can find uh, within this uh, uh, set of unfortunate circumstances to really continue to advance ourselves forward. Maybe while others are worried or wringing their hands about the circumstances they find themselves in, I really encourage uh, you and all of us to work together to advance ourselves forward so that when we sort of come out of this tunnel, we're as far ahead as we can be and, and we've deviated as slightly as we possibly can manage from our, our normal growth trajectory. I will say also that there are <clears throat> a series of large efforts uh, uh, looking at the future, things that uh, can be done to make it that we're not so much at the mercy of the states sort of waxing and waning and um, I would say just things that, that you know about and may have heard about, I'll just mention a few of these, but uh, one is that there is a commission looking at state tax, the state tax structure now, the very active discussion about the way the state draws on revenues. The state of California relies very heavily on personal income taxes and the progressive uh, uh, tax structure in California is weighted extremely heavily toward the highest income individuals so that about half the revenue comes from a tiny sliver, one percent or so of the um, uh, wage earners and comes from both uh, income tax and then capital gains and other kinds of tax. And so, so the, the state feasts on those when the economy is doing well, but then it finds itself in famine, famine when uh, those high wage earners find that their uh, wages are lower like this year when they have a lot of losses to offset gains, so the income tax uh, revenues fell through the floor. And so there are a variety of things being thought of by a commission looking at the way the state uh, gets revenue. Another uh, movement that's being discussed is the way the state, as you know, is um, one of only three in the country that has a supermajority um, uh, uh, taxing structure in the state legislature, so that revenue uh, uh, decisions there are... Were you shaking a hand no? Or did, did I get that? I said three. Am I right about that? I, somebody know if I'm correct about three? I don't want to... Okay, nobody knows. So about three. three, 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 three. I'm sorry, only a few or a handful. But I believe it's a very, very small number of states have the supermajority requirement. It makes it... It's why the legislature finds itself in gridlock. Um, so that's something that's being discussed. And then um, uh, there's another issue that is a, um, a bill that was uh, proposed uh, that's called the oil and gas severance tax. This is just something that's being discussed. And there's an oil and gas severance tax that is charged by every state except California. So uh, examples were given, but Texas charges this tax, Alaska charges this tax. And at a lower tax, it's lower than that, um, uh, that Texas and Alaska charge for their oil and gas severance tax. California would generate about a billion dollars a year. There's a bill uh, in the assembly uh, that would, uh, in fact, have California use the same tax that the other 49 states use and to direct that money toward higher education. Uh, so that was Michael Drake, Chancellor of UC Irvine, at a recent town hall meeting on the UCI campus, giving a pep talk about working harder with less pay. In these dire times, we rest in peace. We say rest in peace. Uh, the unidentified 30-year-old woman who died last night in Verano, uh, graduate housing parking lot, and Annie Lee, Annie Lay, the graduate student in pharmacology at Yale University, whose body was discovered yesterday. This is Dan Sung, signing off for Subversity. The opinions expressed on the show are not necessarily those of the regents of the University of California, nor the management of KUCI. And we also say farewell, SAS.